Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 is the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Definitely go take a look at the options that they have over there. I swear every time I go to that website or see one of their commercials here locally, I think, why am I not just living (laughs) in an RV? And the only good answer I have is that I have two daughters that would probably just kill me. That's yeah. it. That's the only thing stopping me. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is, like, is you say that, but then you come in and say, oh, man, I just want one of these big vans. Exactly. So what is They're like the next level of, of a big vans? van <laughs> is an RV. Gotcha. So we finally have approval for the van. It's going to be a little rougher on the RV. What do you mean? Well, haven't they like been against you getting one of those vans? Oh, them. Okay. I was like, who's yeah. they? <laughs> Yeah, no. the daughters. Yeah, nobody else. <laughs> no, they have not come around on the van. They think it's a stupid idea. I don't. I think those things are cool as shit. I'm sure they make them that can pull an RV. It says right here in the ad read, RV for any vehicle. I want to know what they would be like. Like, hey, you got a Kia Optima. And they're going to be like, Whew. Be tough, but we got this. Uh... <laughs> any reasonable vehicle? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They say any vehicle. Like you can put a hitch on a Kia. Oh yeah, that, that's when you go to the great people at Roper Kia and you say, "Hey, heard about you guys on Mic'd Up? I need a, a, a hitch." Yeah, a little hitch mount, please. <laughs> uh, it's draft week. Happy NFL draft week. Uh, a lot of draft content. Uh, I feel like most of our listeners are down with that, but it is going to be official. A lot of draft content this week uh we'll get into a little bit of baseball today and basketball as well but like i said a lot of draft stuff we're going to talk about uh the first player selected at each draft position so who's going to be the first quarterback taken first running back receiver maybe even uh toy around with where they might get drafted it's monday we're going to play matchmaker monday but it's going to be the quarterback edition this time where were guys like baker mayfield jimmy g malik willis uh, where's a good landing spot for those guys? Let's do get it started here with a little bit of buzz, uh, not too many rumors, because I'll tell you, I don't know how many rumors I believe this week. Yep. It, it is a lot of people just putting out information. Um, now they're really trying to work the board. Uh, usually you see this in the last two weeks, the run-up to the NFL draft. I don't think we really saw it last week too much, but now it's really starting to heat up. And it's starting to heat up at the number one overall draft pick. And um, a lot of rumors out there, like I said, the Iki Aquanu, the tackle out of North Carolina State, that he could be the number one pick. A lot of people reporting that, hearing that. I know our guy Matt Miller uh, was even tweeting about it this morning. I I think that's interesting. Even he said uh, in one of his tweets today, though, it's lion season. Mm -hmm. This is the time when you start to put out false information just to try to get other teams to maybe come up and make a trade. Um, you, you know, you maybe um, even the Lions could put it out and say, like, hey, Jaguars love Aquanu. They love him. Come up and make a trade if you want him. Then, the, you know, one of the edge rushers might fall to them. It's just it's a lot of rumors and speculations. I will tell you another thing that I noticed this morning while prepping for the show, uh, 
Trayvon Walker is the number one overall betting favorite now to be selected number one overall. I think that's interesting. I think Vegas is also very smart. I think this is where they see a lot of people have bets in on Hutchinson. Mm -hmm. They start to panic and they say, all right, drop the number for Walker. Let's get some more bets going for Walker. So you can't even trust those assholes, which (laughs) if you're trusting people in Vegas, you're – this is, their, this is their money-making opportunity. Like, hey, actually, let's just throw some odds on Walker here, make it seem like the, the tide is turning. In fact, all we're doing is just making up for the money we're probably going to lose with Hutchinson because some people probably called that a couple months ago as well. It is interesting, though, that we're this close, and it's like a Kwame to number one. If the, the thing is, too, with the Jaguars and with lying season, could you, like, lie to yourself but, like, into the pick? Like, in here's What? Hear me out, damn it. So, <laughs> Say it one more time. Could you be lying but then like convince yourself with a lie and be like, actually, that is probably what we should do. So like, hey, we're taking Aiden Hutchinson. But then you put out the rumors like, no, we're taking Aquanu. Aquanu's our guy. That's who we want. We're really excited for it. And then it's just like, you know what? Like, should we, should we go offensive line? Like, is that the better? Is that the safer pick for us? Is that what we need to do to protect Trevor Lawrence? And that like while doing that process, you then talk to yourself at Aiden Hutchinson. No. So you've lied to yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <coughs> no. All right. Sounds like that is something you would do. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. Yeah, I've absolutely That's done that to myself straight before. from the brain of big country. <laughs> Convince yourself into doing something you don't. Because it just it makes so much my lie is so good that it's like fuck that's actually actually what I should do. <laughs> Mister, I've I never heard a conspiracy points. theory because I believe everything. <laughs> there are more <laughs> solid points to the lie than there is to the truth of what I actually wanted to do. So it's like, <laughs> I guess this is what we're gonna do. No, I think at this point, teams, specifically the Jaguars, probably know what they want to do. They're just trying to work everyone else. On the board now, I'm not saying that like the rumors are a lie. It could be that it has finally leaked and that people do know. Okay, the Jaguars have made their decision. They want Iki Aquanu. Then other people leak it. Agents will leak it. Area scouts just love to talk. I feel like those guys get in meetings and no one listens to them. So like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm telling everybody outside of the <laughs> yeah. meeting. Then like, you don't want to hear my opinion. I'm going to share some shit. Um, but it is maybe it is being you know leaked. I don't know. I, I'm still going Hutchinson. I think goes number one overall. But it will be crazy. I, I would like to see, honestly, I would like to see the Jaguars select Trayvon Walker, the number one favorite, the betting favorite now, because I love Aiden Hutchinson to Detroit. I think that is a oh, wonderful yeah. fit, and I just want to see it happen. The, the Lions are just sitting their fingers crossed. Like Jaguars just mess it up. Just mess it up. Yeah. Have to look at the trade value chart and be like, how much does it take to move from pick number two to pick number one? Is it because, like, if it's just like a third rounder, come on, Lions. Yeah, you got two (laughs) firsts, (laughs) right? Yeah, what do you need it for? Um, Another thing that I've read and I've noticed this morning is this receiver narrative that we've been talking about. If you've been following along with us, uh, there are a lot of people that believe that Christian Kirk deal really disrupted the wide receiver market and that people don't want to pay these receivers a lot of money like this. That You know, even guys like Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams getting those big deals. We're kind of seeing what happened with the running backs yeah. uh, like a decade ago of people saying, hey, I don't, I don't really want to pay this position. I can go find these guys in the draft and it'll be, it's not that hard. 
And then we saw it with the running backs of, hey, don't draft these guys in the first round because you can find them in the second and the third. <laughs> but right now I think what we're seeing with the wide receivers is why go pay a veteran receiver $20 million when you can find a very good productive receiver in the draft, even at the top of the draft, for roughly $4 million. Yep. And, and that's why that's where you got to think like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Right. As of late. Because prior to the guys before that, if you were a top 10 receiver, you really weren't much of a hit. Well, and even like Jalen Waddell yeah. last year. I, I think part of the problem is <laughs> the teams taking the receivers fell into the trap of like, oh, I have to take Jerry Judy. He was a stud at Alabama. Now I'm yep. going to take him. When, in fact, maybe you should have waited a little bit for him. Or, you know, guys like Henry Ruggs that aren't in the league anymore. That's a tough one. But I think you're right. You know, looking at some of these guys that have performed very early, those three big ones at least, you can find receivers. Yeah. And I think that's why we're hearing even um, you know, a guy like Jameson Williams. I, I, I tweeted about it a couple weeks ago that, like, his stock was rising or something like that, and people were shitting on it and like, oh, thanks, Captain Obvious. But he was a guy that was, I mean, less than a month ago. You could find him in the second round of mock drafts. Oh, yeah. Now he might. I've seen him as high as number 10 overall in well, mock drafts now. This past weekend helped him so much with his trainer putting out the video clip of him training. Like, he tore his ACL three mm-hmm. months ago, and you're already doing, like, ladder drills. Yeah. And his speed is going to be so, so good. I, I know he'll never, like, get the time to 40 because he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he checked that box. So people aren't worried about that. And now that, you know, like I've been saying for a while now, the ACL is just not the injury that it used to be. It's almost a, a matter of if you tear your ACL. <laughs> not when. Uh, no, it, it's, it's just almost like uh, we don't really care. Like you're going to recover. You're going to be out for six months. You're going to come back. You're still going to be super fast. And with Jamison Williams, he's a big receiver too. He's slender built. Yeah. But he's 6'2". Or, you know, at least 6'1 and some change. I'll round up for him. He's 6'2". That's a pretty good-sized receiver. And with his speed, he could be a dangerous deep threat for a lot of these teams. Um, you know, the Jets at number 10, they've been rumored to really like the receivers. Uh, I think when you have Zach Wilson, he's a guy that likes to throw the deep ball. If you have a guy like Jamison Williams there, that could be a really good deep ball threat. And then even, you know, I think it was on radio, we looked at it last week, the teams that could go after a receiver start at number 10, the Jets. Like, hell, you can start at number 8 uh, with the Falcons. I think they could. Uh, I think that the Jets at 10, Washington at 11, the Vikings at 12, probably all set. Houston at 13, yep, they could go for a receiver. 14, Ravens, don't know why they're not. 15, you have the Eagles, yep, they're rumored. Saints at 16, they're rumored to like them. Uh, Last week I saw a mock that had Traylon Burks going 17 to the Chargers, so they're interested. So pretty much any pick between 10 and 19. Yeah, it's just the run on receivers. And the crazy part, too, is those what teams are going to be willing to trade up, You know, whether that is the Saints again or you know the Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, the Kansas City Chiefs. Which teams are going to go, actually, we don't want to let this guy slip any further. We've already done all the negotiations, setting up trades last week. Let's make the phone call and go get our guy. Like, I wonder how many teams are set up and ready for that. For just in general? Just to go get a receiver, to get the guy that they want right there. Yeah, I think a lot of them. You know, the the Packers and the Chiefs have both been rumored to try to get to, like, pick number 13. 
just to the, to get up there. And if you know if Jamison Williams falls to this spot, I'll just be honest. I've heard that if Jamison Williams is if he falls in between that range, that the Chiefs will move up to get him. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but I mean that is so, a rumor that's so, out there. One more time. That if Jamison Williams does start to fall in the draft, and fall is like outside of the top ten. Yeah. That if he be, if I guess fall isn't really the right word. If he's available in that twelve to fifteen range, the Chiefs are a favorite to trade up and get him. The problem is going to be is that so are the Saints, so are the Eagles, mm-hmm. so are the Packers. Uh, a lot of teams looking to move up for Jamison Williams. But, I mean, the Jets might just sit there and take him at 10. And I think that's why we haven't seen a lot of teams trade up yet. Because, uh, you know, the, the Texans probably trading out of pick 13, or at least they're going to be heavily interested because all those teams we just mentioned that won a receiver. The problem is a lot of those teams select right there in that range as well. But if I do think if we get to draft day on Thursday and you start to see, uh, you know, Jamison Williams makes it past the Jets. All right, people are picking up the phone. Like, watch the Texans, if you can. Like, their little draft room. Mm-hmm. I love watching the phone calls that I those guys are taking. It's going to be busy. I hope you have a lot of lines ready to negotiate because I think that pick 13 overall with the Texans is going to be a favorite, and it's going to be a favorite for a wide receiver. My favorite part about seeing the draft rooms like that is not watching the head coach or the general manager. It's everyone else that's in there because you know those are the guys. And I'm not taking anything away from the general manager or the head coach. Those are the guys who have just spent countless hours scouting and getting everything ready to present to the general manager so he can look at it. Like a couple weeks ago, the video clip came up, uh, the Chiefs you know, trading up in the draft to get Patrick Mahomes. And as soon as the clip goes to the Chiefs draft room, it's like you see Dorsey and Andy Reid shaking hands, and then there's like Brett Veach and Poole just sitting there dabbing each other up like, fuck yeah, we got the guy we wanted. The best like, one is, is what the I Lions. thought was so cool. Last year, at, well, it was like pick number seven overall. Mm-hmm. When they took Penny Sewell, and yes. they go berserk over like he, we got him. It was like uh, Barack Obama and Osama bin Laden. We got him. We did it. We yep. Nailed it. And then they just go crazy. I do. I like seeing those videos too. The draft room stuff. I would love to sit in on a. It's called a war room and see yeah. what those guys. Just the phone calls that they field. They're like, no, get the fuck out of here. Like I'm hanging up the phone. I'm not talking to you right now. Like John Dorsey every year calls and pranks on somebody. I think it's. John Dorsey does it to Steve Kime, the general manager of the Cardinals. I thought it was the Colts guy. Ballard, yes, yeah, that's it. Because they like, work together. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm working here, and he hangs up the phone. I just think that is fantastic. <laughs> that would annoy the shit out of me. That's uh, that's exactly why I would do it. Like, Can you imagine being in one of the most stressful <laughs> work situations of your life and then somebody being like, hey, just just bullshit call? Yep, <laughs> I would, that's exactly what I would do to you in the moment. And I, I, I no, just... I would seriously get like mad. I wouldn't be like, oh, haha, that's funny. Like, I <laughs> don't fuck with me that way. It would be like somebody called me right now during the show and being like, hey, just kidding. It's not really an emergency. Oh, but, man. People do that to me all the time. I'm like, dude, I told you I'm live. Like, I am doing a show <laughs> live. Do not call me. Also, well, what people... time are you on? Right now, motherfucker. That's why I can't answer the call. I just don't accept calls ever. <laughs> If if you call me, it needs to be something pretty urgent or to where, like, there will be situations to where it's like, oh, I just talked to a person. I, I need to get a hold of them. Like, usually it's about alcohol. Like, I'll be on the way to, like, the store and somebody will, like, call me and be like, oh, hey, forgot to tell you, pick up this for this person, like, on a beer yes. run. I'll answer the phone for that. Outside of that, it's got to be my ex-wife. 
my children, immediate family members. I think I was in Kansas the weekend Matt got engaged. We were in Kansas City, and I had gone. I think with Paige and I had to run because I didn't know we were going to a fancy restaurant. I'll just be completely honest with the story. So I was like, I have to go get a nice shirt and pick up alcohol. Paige was like, okay, cool. Can I join you? I need to get something too. So I was like, that's fine. On the way out, I realized I had a missed call from you. And I remember looking over at her and going, well, this probably isn't good. Mel literally never calls anybody. This I've never received a phone call from him. And I call you and you're just like, oh, hey, yeah, I just need to go ahead and get like a, a 30 rack of natty. And I was like, whew, no one's dead. All right, cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't call people. You are absolutely zero call. Nope. But if it is, it's a situation usually revolving alcohol to where I'm like, oh, got to get this information to this person quickly. Yep. I also, sometimes people will call me and they're like, oh, this was too long to text, so I'm just going to call you. I'm not going to remember it. Like if you just spew all these like topics or if you're spilling the tea to me, I'm not going to remember it. I have to read it on my phone. So if it's like, shit, they're, they're calling me because it's too long to text, I'm not going to remember <laughs> Like I actually – I need you to text me. That way I can like bullet point it in a text like, oh, I remember that. Jameson Williams is pick 12. <laughs> then I can remember it. That's the way my brain works. I'm not an auditory person. No, because I then get stuck on one thing that was said and forget everything else. Right? That's where I get just like, mm, son of a buck. I used to get made fun of, like, oh, you don't call people? Like, oh, oh, oh. Such a millennial. Yes, don't call me. Text me. Send me a DM. They're open for a reason. I'm perfectly fine on the phone yeah. call. And uh, FaceTiming, there are two people in this world that will FaceTime. Both your daughters. Yep, that's okay. it. Don't FaceTime me. It's weird. You really think FaceTime is weird? I do. I think that's just like a generational difference. I hate it. I feel like people that are around your age, that 25 to 30... Yeah. They're like, oh, I FaceTime all the time. Like, I'll just FaceTime yeah. instead of making a phone call. I hate phone calls, so don't do that. Definitely don't FaceTime me. I'm not picking up. <laughs> like, ever. Ever, ever. I'm trying to. The only time when I, I go on FaceTime... long drives, I like to call people. Because I get, like, especially if I'm by myself. I used to be, like, I shouldn't say bad at it, but, like, when I was, like, in college and stuff and I had to go on long drives, it's like, hey, like, I don't want to just sit in this car for four hours. Not talking to anybody. So, like, I had, like, a group of, like, three or four people that I'd just give a call and be like, hey, let's catch up. And then that was it. Hmm. Now I don't anymore. I just play music and <laughs> sit in fucking silence because, like, thank God I got some of this. Yeah, that's the way I am, too. Uh, I don't I don't call people. And also, I don't, like I said, I don't FaceTime. I'm just not going to. I've even lied and told people before that my phone doesn't work and like, hey, I can't take calls because I have to be on speakerphone. Like, my speaker doesn't work, so I don't take phone calls. <laughs> it's a lie. My phone works. I just, I don't know why. I hate talking to people on the phone. You're like good you, at it. You That's say the thing. Like, to... I've heard you have to make, like, a, an appointment or something or, like, call the school for your daughters, and it's, like, pretty good on the phone. I don't know why you don't like it. It's not like you're bad at talking. <laughs> like, you have, like, some type Who would of be bad at or talking? something. Well, I mean, sometimes some people just, their brain gets a little further ahead than what the words are coming out of their mouth, and it just doesn't work out too well. And the people <laughs> right? are like, wow, this guy does this for a living, huh? Hmm. Nobody else out there. I think if people let me know, like Jake says in the chat, a FaceTime without asking is such an aggressive move. If you, like, send me a text and be like, hey, like, FaceTime question mark, then I would probably do it. Or even if you're like, just send me a text and be like, hey, do you have time to talk? 
maybe it's just, I'm like I'm not a busy person, but if I'm doing something, I don't want to interrupt it by like, oh hey, let's spend ten minutes on the phone catching up. Yeah, I don't catch up with people. You want to catch up with me? Like, let's go have a beer. I'm not talking to you. You're an in-person catch-up. Uh-huh. Which even then, I'm kind of a keep to myself Outside of the podcast. You want to know what I'm doing, what I'm up to in life? Listen to Mike Up every day at 10 a.m. in the call-in app. That's there, it. there, you're updated. Especially I, on I Tuesdays, out, man. Tuesdays, you get the full-blown truth of what's I, was, I give out more personal information on this podcast than I ever have in person. Like the, uh, the rumors, the behind-the-scenes look yeah. of my life. I'm not revealing that in person. But for some reason, I'll do it on a podcast. I only reveal like my personal information to like you and Matt and like now on the podcast. Before, it was like I, I just wanted to keep everything hush. It's like I didn't like people knowing stuff about me. It's just like, hey, like, it's just, you know. And you now know. you'll read off like the last text that you've ever sent. <laughs> Boy, that was rough. <laughs> I even like peeked behind the curtain. I told you, I was like, dude, you can lie about that stuff. Like, go to the next text. You the next one have... was even worse. The next one was even worse. <laughs> oh, that was, that was rough. I, I kind of felt bad, but then I was like, you know, I didn't force him to read the last text. No, you shouldn't feel bad at all. It was funny. <laughs> I also didn't know but that. Someone's I... like, oh, what's wrong with big countries? Like, daddy issues. How in the world can you text someone Happy Father's Day? The fucker doesn't respond. Hell yeah, dude. Five I'm not crying. Later. I'm not fucking crying over here. Leave me alone. <laughs> you What's the, the next sheet? topic? You want me to update the sheet? <laughs> Somebody tagged me in something this weekend, and I was like, I'm not even going to watch that. Like, I know what you're trying to do, and I'm not about to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like crying on a Sunday <laughs> this week. Uh, but we did promise some NFL draft topics. And looking at some of these positions, who will be the first one drafted overall? Let's start with the quarterbacks. Do you have a feeling, a vibe of who the first quarterback's taken? I, I'm still going with Malik Willis. I know the rumor kind of comes out, you know, that the Steelers are interested in Picket and not necessarily that the Steelers are going to be the first team to do it. But, like, even with Carolina, I don't think they're in a position to take a quarterback at six um, in the draft here just because you have so many other needs. And I know we'll get into it here in a little bit on, like, where we think some of these other quarterbacks may go through the draft and some of these other two free agents and Baker and Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think the Panthers need to wait at six, and then when you get to Pittsburgh, it's like, actually, we don't need to be taking a quarterback here in the first round. Or it's possibly lying season where it's like, ooh, the Steelers like pick it more than Willis. So that makes other teams think like, oh, okay, Willis is going to drop further. We're fine. We don't need to take him. And Pittsburgh's like, ha-ha, just kidding. We got him right here. Yeah. (laughs) No, I feel like they did this last year with Najee Harris. Yes. Like everybody knew how much they loved Harris. And then I think draft week, they there were some rumors or speculation like, oh, they actually love an interior lineman or something. I don't remember. Guess who they drafted? Uh, it was oh, the here. center, wasn't it, last year? That's what I was thinking, too. Humphreys or uh, Dickerson. Yes, Landon yeah. Dickerson was the one. They're like, oh, yeah. we actually really, we really like this guy. Uh, psych, no, they really liked <laughs> nice years. I think that's, <clears throat> that's what I think, too. And there are some rumors that the Steelers like Pickett over Willis. I think that one's 100% lie. Like, Maury Povich, lie detector test came back. <laughs> yeah. That's a lie. You are not the father. Yeah, I think it's going to be Malik Willis, too. I think it should be. I don't like any of the other quarterbacks. I've said that all along. And so even if it is Willis at number 20, that's probably where the first quarterback should be taken. But that's a QB1 for me, and that's, uh, I think, who will also be drafted number one. I know those are different sometimes. Uh, what about running back? First running back off the board? Well, it's probably going to be your guy as well, Brees Hall. Yep. I think he's probably just the best running back at class. I feel like this is the year. We've not talked about running back at all this year with the draft. 
No, we talked about the receivers, the edge rushers, safety, corners, yep. quarterbacks, not running back whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to that whole don't draft a running back in the first round. I think that I kind of agree with that. I think if Buffalo took him in the first round, Brees Hall, I'd be on board with that. I think they need another good running back and weapon for Josh Allen. Um, and Bills fans hated me for that. I tweeted it. And they are like, absolutely not. Like, can we please stop doing this? We have so many other needs. Yeah. Do, you, do the Bills fans forget about those cold-weather games when they just couldn't even run the ball? Like, they just they needed to run the ball, and they are like, well, shit. It's called QB sneak for Josh Allen again. So, I don't know. I feel like getting a running back in there is so important. Maybe they don't do it in the first round, but I do think that Brees Hall uh, is a very good running back. I think he's round one caliber. There are just not a lot of teams that need a running back over. Like There are going to be a lot of receivers taken, like you said, edge rushers. Mm-hmm. I feel like corners, people are going to reach for them as well because there's not very many good ones. What running back do you think is a better fit for Buffalo? Do you think it is Brees Hall? Do you think it would be Kenneth Walker? I James like Brees Cook? Hall because he catches the ball so well out of the backfield. And Kenneth Walker, he's kind of a one-year wonder at running back mm-hmm. where he transferred. Like He was pretty good at Wake Forest, transfers to Michigan State, and then blows up. But I, I still like Brees Hall. He's bigger, stronger, faster, catches better. Okay. So, I mean, at running back, that <laughs> seems pretty simple <laughs> to me. Uh, wide receiver, I think, is where it gets interesting. First wide receiver off the board is going to be? For me, Jameson Williams. No, you and think it so? kind of hurts after what you said earlier about Chiefs possibly trading up to 13 to get him. I know the rumor is Drake London, but I just I feel like everyone is wants James. Like they just they know. It's like okay, he's got the ACL injury. I feel like if it wasn't for the ACL injury, dude's a lock at like almost the top 10 pick, and I still think it could be a possibility. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Garrett Wilson. I think he's gonna get drafted number eight to Atlanta. That's kind of one that I'm sticking with, and I I did put out a mock draft this morning. On the draft scout, you can go look at it and find it. I tweeted it out this morning as well. Um, I like Jamison Williams probably more. I don't remember who I have higher on my my big board because I haven't looked at it in a little bit. But I, I like both those guys. I think Garrett Wilson is the first one selected. And, you know, it's only Monday of draft week. It kind of feels like Drake London's fallen down the board. Now, I haven't heard any rumors on that one, but I'm just kind of piecing together if guys like Jamison Williams are rising up the board, somebody has to fall. Yeah. And it kind of feels like that's Drake London, who is another player that I really like. Do you think it could go, like you, so in your mind, Garrett Wilson to Atlanta at eight, Jets take Drake London, Washington goes. Do we know what Washington's fucking going to do? They could take a receiver. Uh, they've been rumored on receiver a little bit, but I don't know that they do. I. If corners there, safety, I think they can make a move on a guy in the secondary, especially if Derek Stingley Jr. is there or Kyle Hamilton. Like, if one of those guys can fall to 12, or sorry, 11, I think Washington takes him. Probably the same thing with Minnesota, though. That yeah, kind of exact same thing. Yeah. Yep, I would not be surprised at all to see, like, a Derek Stingley, Kyle Hamilton go back-to-back. I think Houston's situation. like, fuck, I guess we'll just trade back and get something else. Could. And that makes sense with KC till 13. Love to right. freaking hear it. What about yeah. you at tight end, though? I think there's a pretty good consensus at tight end, and that's Trey McBride. Um, I even saw, I think it was Peter King put out a little mock draft this morning. He had Trey McBride going in the first round. That is the only time oh. I've seen that. I even saw, I think it was a tweet over the weekend 
or it might have been Friday, that um, this could be the first time ever that no running back or tight end is selected in the first round. Ever. It's never happened before. There's a very good chance that it could happen. I don't think Trey McBride is a first-round selection. I don't know that Brees Hall is either. Uh, so I, I think this could be the first time ever, like you said, there's no running back or tight end taken in the first round. But I do think it's going to be Trey McBride. I, I think that's pretty solid. I feel more confident about Trey McBride being the first player at his position than I do probably any other position, honestly. Yeah, I mean, especially when you look at the tight ends, it doesn't seem like anyone else gets any type of recognition. Like uh, Jelani Woods, the kid out of Virginia, we got to see him at the Senior Bowl. It looked pretty good, athletic. And then Jeremy Rucker at Ohio State, similar situation. It was just – it's crazy how you look at a guy like Trey McBride and then just see the gap between everybody else that's there. And I felt like it was even very apparent in Mobile this year. Yeah, just the talk on him all along. When you had guys um, like the t- Weidemeyer out of Texas a it's like, okay, during the season he was competing with a Trey McBride. Like one of them might be tight end one. And then Weidemeyer just comes out and <laughs> – he had a terrible draft Just process. Shit I like bed, him. Yeah. His tape is actually pretty good. He's one of the least athletic tight end prospects of all time. <laughs> like, how does that? How are you good in the SEC? You can catch the ball. You've got good numbers in production, but then your testing scores are absolute dog shit. I don't get it. I still like him, but I don't. I don't get you it. You think he could be sneaky good in the NFL, and he's just his testing times are awful. But, the crazy thing is that there, like, there's data out there now that the NFL and football like have employed math nerds too. That if you're a tight end and you run slower than a four eight, there's almost never been anybody productive that does that. And that that position specifically, you have to be fast, yeah. or at least faster than a four eight. Uh, I don't. It was there was a tight end out of Georgia a couple of years ago that I really liked, and he ran like a four eight eight. And I was like, well, shit, he's probably not going to do anything. And, um, like, I kind of died on that hill. Like, nope, I'd still draft him. He's fine. He's fine. He's done nothing. I can't even remember his name. I think it might have been Isaac Nada. Yes. Like, I thought he was going to be good. Guess what? Couldn't tell you who he's playing for. Couldn't tell you if he's in the NFL. No. But at tight end, I will go Trey McBride. I assume you're going same on that one? Yeah. Yep, yep, I agree with you there. Um, offensive lineman. First O-lineman drafted. I think it is a tricky one. It does kind of feel like, for me, it's Iki Aquanu. He's going to be the first O-lineman drafted. Uh, guys like Charles Cross and Evan Neal kind of hear their names slip now to where they – even with Evan Neal, it's like, oh, the, the Seahawks might like him at nine. Like, really, we're, we're going to drop him that fall, far. <laughs> or, you know, with the Giants, they've been rumored to really like offensive lineman at number five overall. I think that's – Ikea Kwanu's floor. Like, if he's there at five, I think the Giants draft him. But that's who I think will be the first offensive lineman taken. That's who I put as well. Um, and when you look, you mentioned Peter King's mock draft earlier. Looking at it right now, he has him going three to Houston. And then the Jets going corner, Charles Cross going to the Giants, and then Evan Neal to the Panthers. So it's like there's a little bit of a run right there on the tackles within the top ten. I know we've kind of predicted it, but, like, not necessarily to the Panthers, though. Yeah, it, I mean they missed the on it last year. That was something you, I saw it with uh, Matt Rule's little clip that came out last year too. He's sitting there with the owner and the general manager. He's like, "All right, here's where we're at and who we want." Clearly, offensive linemen, 
And then you kind of list all the other pl- the positions that they're interested in and players and left out Justin Fields. So people were kind of laughing at him about, but that's whatever in my mind. Like you had Sam Darnold, like <laughs> looking hindsight, looking back, like, yes, it's clearly an easy decision, but you already went and got Sam Darnold and you picked up the fifth year option. I was like, we're fine at for last year. That's what we have heading into the draft. Mm-hmm. So like that I get and looking back, but like now I think if you can get Evan Neal or Charles Cross at six, probably a good decision. I think so too. That's and what I would trade do. Christian McCaffrey for another first round pick this year and pick someone else. I don't think you can get a first for Christian McCaffrey. You don't think you can get a first? Nope. Not even in the later. I'm so I was thinking about it when we were talking earlier about Buffalo needing a running back, right? And we put up Brees Hall. What if they just traded that away? Traded pick twenty five for Christian McCaffrey. I wouldn't. He hasn't been healthy. Damn. Over those last two years, it. And like Burke said, not with his contract either. He's he is very highly paid. I maybe a second round pick. I know Buffalo picks at like fifty seven or something like that. I wouldn't know. Like any team in the first round, I would not trade that first overall pick for Christian McCaffrey. And honestly, I would take Brees Hall over Christian McCaffrey because of that contract and health too. Wow. So even if I'm Buffalo and I'm sitting there at like fifty seven or whatever it is. And I could trade that to Carolina or take Brees Hall. I'm drafting Brees Hall. So I might just sit here and be like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But at the same time, it makes sense. That's the whole point of the draft. Look to the future. How can we get cheaper and better? Mm-hmm. Boom, right here. Yeah. In other teams, I just I don't know that there are really any other fits of teams that need a running back. Buffalo maybe needs a running back at 25. The Chiefs maybe need a running back. But I don't – I think they need a running back, but they don't want to spend a lot on a running back. They don't want to try to trade one. I think they want to see what they have with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They brought in Ronald Jones. So I don't think there are any teams in the first round that would want a running back. Like maybe the Patriots, but like drafting at 21, they would rather just get one late. Yeah. And uh, they, they had a running back who's pretty good last year. I can't think of his name. Who? But the Patriots. So like they'll just draft one in the sixth round and be like, yeah, we're going to throw you the ball 90 times out of the backfield. That Stevenson kid out of OU. Yes, was, that's thank it was. you. So I don't, I don't know that anybody is really going to be after Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I did have a question here from Bryce in the chat. What position do you think has the less top-end talent in this draft, quarterback or running back? I think there are three to four running backs that could be really good impact players in the NFL. I can't say that about the quarterbacks. I would not be surprised if in five years – None of these quarterbacks are in the NFL. <laughs> you know, I take that back. I think Desmond Ritter, I think he's going to be a long-term backup, like eventual starter for you, but long-term backup in the league. Uh, Malik Willis, boomer bust. Kenny Pickett, boomer bust. Sam Howell, same thing. So I, just, I would actually say quarterback has less top-end talent. But I do feel like I'm either the only one who's not afraid to say how much they hate the quarterbacks or I hate these quarterbacks more than anyone else who is even remotely covering the draft. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't like a single one of them. Because when you look at the quarterbacks that could be like potential backups, like, like you said, you get Desmond Ritter. Bailey Zappi, I think, is going to be a fantastic backup. I think he's going to be a guy that can come in, make some flashy plays, and then throw a couple interceptions and be like, well, okay, cool. That's the reason why you're the backup. Because he's just he, – he, all he does is throw the ball so damn much, and he's been successful within college. Like, when I hear Billy Zappi, I immediately think Case Keenum. It's well, he might like, have the longest person. NFL career and the fewest pass attempts. 
What's up, Chase Daniels? <laughs> you know? Like Everybody wants to be Chase Daniels. There's only going to be one person that can do it. And yeah. it might be Bailey. Similar to what we talked with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. <laughs> right? Everybody grew up wanting to be Chase Daniels. <laughs> Bailey Zappi got to do it. I, maybe so. How about the defensive side of things, too, though? First, um, edge rusher selected. Who do you think? Edge rusher, I'm, going with, I'm sticking with Aiden Hutchinson on it. I think I am, too. As I said at the beginning... I'm kind of rooting for Trayvon Walker to be selected number one just so Aiden Hutchinson gets to go to Detroit. I find myself rooting for Detroit. A lot of people made fun of Matt Campbell. I've got on board. I think I might be a kneecap guy. Is it Dan Campbell? What would I say? Matt. Matt. Matt's at Iowa State. People yep. like him too. But Dan Campbell at Detroit. Okay, I was just making. I was like, man, have I been fucking it up? <laughs> I could have said it wrong. Uh, Dan Campbell in Detroit. I do. I think I'm a kneecap guy. Yeah, I mean, everyone was like, oh, this is Steve. It's like, man, if I would have heard a coach sell that to me in the locker room, I'd be like, hell, yeah, coach. How many kneecaps do you want this weekend? Cause we, I should make, gotcha. we should make shirts that are blue with like just white writing that says, I'm a kneecap guy. Okay. Both Lions fans would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not me. I'm roasted. I do think that the first edge rusher taken is going to be Aiden Hutchinson as well. And I'll tell you, just looking at some of the bets and stuff, this morning, you have to be a little bit careful with the way that some of these guys are listed because even, um, you know, some people have Kayvon Thibodeau listed as, like, an outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Some have him listed as a defensive end, which would go under, like, the D-line category. I wish everybody would just adopt the edge rusher, defensive line, linebacker positional ranking. Like, Madden needs to do it and just get on board. Then everybody else would change, too. Wait, say it again. So you're saying edge, defensive line, and then linebacker? Like if you go to Aiden Hutchinson and look at his ESPN profile, I'm pretty sure he's listed as a defensive end, which is like technically what he's going to play. But if you're a team that is running a 3-4 defense, you're putting him outside linebacker. So an edge rusher is like that guy that is he's just going to play on that outside edge of the mm-hmm. defense and be a pass rusher. If you're a defensive lineman, you might be a defensive tackle in one defensive front or a defensive end in another front, so you get listed as a defensive lineman. That yeah. makes sense? Did I blow it your does. mind? It does. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, I guess kind of another one of those deals where it's like I had it made up a mind that was that's already how it was done. It's like the first defensive lineman that will be drafted, I think, is Jordan Davis. Unless... Aiden Hutchinson is listed as a defensive lineman. <laughs> so you really have to like be careful betting on that one. But I do think Jordan Davis is going to be the first defensive lineman selected. There are a lot of rumors again this morning. Seattle likes him. So likes just Jordan uh, Davis? Yeah, tying a couple things together. Uh, Seattle might be trading back from nine, but also they like Jordan Davis. So they feel like they can trade back a couple picks and get him. So that's another little trade to watch for. But I think... That one's probably a no-brainer. He'll probably be the first defensive lineman selected. That's who I picked as well, but it's like, what about Devontae Wyatt? Yeah, he could be too. Like, just, the fact that Georgia, and like, you did win a national championship, so like you can't, like, props to you guys, especially with the talent you have here. Trayvon Walker, Devontae Wyatt, and Jordan Davis, all along that defensive line. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should have just done like, endless One sacks. step further. N'Kobe Dean, Quay Walker, Tyndall at linebacker. And then... Lewis seen at safety. They've okay. got a potential of six realistic guys that could be drafted in the first round from their defense. 
Just yeah. their defense alone. It's stupid. And uh, do they have a corner? No, he transferred, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then James Cook at running back. Mm-hmm. Who's, I think his brother plays in the NFL, too. Dalvin? Uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook. <laughs> it's like, no fucking shit. I, so every time you hear James Cook, brother Dalvin Cook. Uh-huh. It's like James Cook be James Cook. Shit. Right. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, dad played baseball. Uh, first linebacker selected in the NFL draft will be? Uh, I initially had, uh, son of a buck, right here, Devin Lloyd. I was almost said yeah. to Kobe Dean, but I was like, that's not who I wrote down. Devin Lloyd is who I have. But now I'm not so confident on it. Well, there are rumors that he got flagged for a bad physical as well. Yeah. And he's a little bit of an older player. I think I'm still going Devin Lloyd. I, I don't think we see a linebacker selected in the first round. Guys that I have listed as linebacker. I think Nicobe Dean falls. I think Devin Lloyd falls. They've been falling. I was going to say, Nicobe Dean, I feel like, has just been a giant. Like, people put him in the first round, but I don't feel like people trust it or, like, believe it. Does yeah. that make sense? It's like, yeah, we're just going to put him here in the mock draft because we really don't know. But, like, you know, I don't you, think this guy's a first rounder. A lot of it so much early is just name recognition of, like, okay, he's at Georgia. He's a linebacker. This team needs a linebacker. Put him in the first round. Yep. But when, you know, linebacker depth's sneaky good, too. There are a lot of small school guys that are going to be good at linebacker. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a linebacker selected. What is up with that? I feel like there's been some small, like small school linebackers that have actually been decently good lately. I don't know. I, I think a lot of people want those smaller, like super athletic linebackers like N'Kobe Dean. But then, you know, there's still a need for some of these big thumpers that go to a small school and they're just like run, stop, linebacker. Yeah. Or you're like, a, you know, even a Nick Bolton. It's like, oh, he doesn't cover very well. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Stops a run. Does he finish That's a like, tackle? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So these, you know, these linebackers that can cover really well get drafted higher. But then in Maybe the second I round. Maybe say a small school. Just like a school that's not necessarily like up oh yeah, top there's in terms of like the Montana State has a linebacker this year. I think Wyoming has another linebacker yeah, this Chad year. Yeah. yeah, so there are there are a lot of small school. Hey, Wyoming might be a linebacker. You, if Chad works out, and you got Logan Wilson too for the Bengals. <laughs> Shit. Put a third one in there. You call me Mister Wyoming from here on out, dog, because I'm loving them linebackers. <laughs> yeah, uh, first corner taken in the draft. I think it's going to be Sauce Gardner. That's who I went with. Uh, no, actually, I forgot. I changed it up. Derek Stingley. I think so. I feel like that's the start for the bag of point that I just gave you there. Uh, <laughs> I do think it is going to be Stingley because, like, people understand, like, okay, yeah, the injury or whatnot, like, not really playing at LSU. But, like, the kid is still an athletic freak. And I think people are going to pick that in the speed over Sauce Gardner. Like, okay, this guy's got the speed to keep with everybody. I know Sauce Gardner does as well. But I think the hype for Stingley has raised so much lately that some teams are like, okay, hey, we've already kind of really liked this guy. We just don't want to say anything because there's been some question marks. Now those question marks have been answered and we're good. Let's go ahead and take him here. Now to who? Could Great be. question. But I do think he goes before Sauce Gardner. Wouldn't be surprised if he does either. Yeah. And, you know, again, hearing a lot of rumors this week that maybe even the Houston Texans really like Stingley. Mm-hmm. I do think you have to wonder where do they like him at, though. Do you like him at three? Or do you like him at 13? Exactly. I think they like him at 13. I think they I like agree. a tackle at three, and I think they like him at 13. But then you also have to dig in deeper. Do they love Stingley at 13 but would draft Sauce Gardner ahead of him? Because <laughs> both things could be true. <laughs> yeah. I can love Derek Stingley, but, like, holy shit, like, my one and only true love is actually Sauce Gardner. 
<laughs> I'm taking him first if he's on the board. So uh, just trying to read the tea leaves of the NFL draft rumors is just – it's crazy. And I feel like all of them are getting dumped this week. Especially with like the, oh, we love this guy or we do not like this guy at all. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, like just watching him fall through this draft process has been somewhat impressive. Yeah. With the beginning of the college football well. season or the end of last year's draft, it was like, boom, here's next year's number mm-hmm. one pick, Kayvon Thibodeau. And now we're you know three days away from it. It's like, ah, right, is this guy even going to be picked in the top ten? That's why that I was, sound crazy, but I was working on some 2023 draft stuff. It's like, oh, Will Anderson's a lock, mm-hmm. and then I deleted that. It's like he's not a lock, actually, because I've seen guys fall before. And so I'm not even going to put Will Anderson. It's like, oh, he is definitely going to be the number one overall pick. Like, let's wait and see. Let's play it out because I don't know. He's, a, he's actually a little undersized. And if you tell if – you, if you're an agent of Will Anderson, you have to tell him, like, when you go through these interviews, don't talk about anything outside of football. Don't say, like, yeah. oh, I'm looking forward to life Don't talk about football. Phil Knight. Don't yep. talk about any aspirations after you're Video retired. games, investments, just shut your mouth. You're football, mm-hmm. football only. We love football. I want to hit people. I want to get paid to hit people. And I want to be the best at hitting people. NFL teams are just like, keep going, baby. Just keep up. Just keep that up. We're taking you right here at number one. That's the secret right there for defensive linemen. You talk about anything outside of that, it's like, this guy doesn't care about football. But you know what? Like, looking at some of these other guys now – like Juju Smith-Schuster, is he a bit to blame for a lot of this, like, hey, we don't want you on TikTok. We don't want you playing video games. I I was watching the Texas spring game this weekend, as I know you were as well, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, Kenny Vaccaro's on the sideline. Why isn't he playing in the NFL? I'll tell you, he makes a shitload of money playing video games. Yeah. So I think there are, like, there's a little bit of truth to that whole, like, we don't want you to have these interests. We don't want to draft a guy number five overall, and then, you know, after his rookie contract, he's like, "Actually, I'm going to go stream video games for a living." Yeah, I'm making. You want a guy that's going to play ten to twelve years, and then like have to retire because he has health issues? That's what the NFL wants. They don't want some guy to come play for six or seven years and then be like, "Actually, I know I've got a lot left in the tank, but making good money on TikTok, so just going to do that now." Yeah, Which man, is you might be onto like, something. Yeah, it's like, all right, we'll wait till you're 45. We'll have you inducted into the Hall of Fame, and then you know. So I do, sorry if you some of those guys they just 70 get shit on, and it's like, oh, they have other aspirations outside of football. I do think that can be kind of a a red flag. You know, if I got back into teaching, and they're like, wait, what about this podcast thing? Are you gonna do? Are you gonna continue to do that? Is that gonna take your attention away from teaching? And I was like, well, I have other interests outside of teaching. They'd probably be like, ah, getting a new teacher in here. Like, we don't want yeah. somebody that's also going to be podcasting or we want missing someone days who just traveling loves for the this. students more than anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you love nothing else, not even your own kids. So, I mean, it's, it's real world applicable. It's not just a football problem of like, oh, this person has other interests yeah. outside of football. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Uh, first safety taken, Kyle Hamilton. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody be, else that's even. There's a lot of talk for Dax Hill. That's lately. kind of come out of, like, within the last couple of weeks, hasn't yeah. it? Both say Lewis Seen and Dax mm-hmm. Hill. Both of them over the last three weeks, month. Yeah. Now, like, it used to be like, oh, the Chiefs might take one of them at pick 29. <laughs> now they're both kind of mocked as first-round safeties. I do like the safeties, though. 
I mean, I'm a fan of those two especially. And I don't know if it's maybe I'm just seeing those two names the last couple of weeks because people are mocking them to the Chiefs, and that's what everyone's just kind of like, hey, yeah, take a receiver and a safety. That'd be fantastic. Maybe take an edge and a receiver. How about that? Have we thought about that? That'd be really cool too. <laughs> yeah. That, as we, we talk more Chiefs on our local radio show, I, I would like for the Chiefs to trade up and take an edge rusher. I know that some of the guys in the chat were even talking about it mm-hmm. as well. But – there are a lot of rumors that the receivers are going to go early. So, I mean, if you trade up and you take an edge rusher, you might not have a good receiver there at 30 that you can take. That's where I That's just can't help but wonder is, like, is there another receiver that they could get in the second round that we're overlooking because we're just so focused on everyone here in the first? Or it's like, is it still with all these names that we're talking about that could come here in the first round? It's so Eventually, somebody's going to get pushed back. Someone's going to reach out for a player that none of us expected to go in the first round. And the guys that we were mocking in the first round fall into the second. Whether that is like a Christian Watson or another one of these receivers that we want here, but other teams are like, hmm, actually, this is who we want. This is who we have here in the first round. Is there a so team that you just think pushes guys back? Is there a team that you think will draft somebody in the first round that's like, oh, didn't see that coming? Sadly, Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say, uh, I could see the Cardinals doing it. Like at pick 25, or sorry, 23. They're just like, yeah, fuck it, take this guy. It's a little early, but we'll take him anyway. It'll probably be like an interior lineman. Like a, you know, Linderbaum and Zion Johnson are gone, and they're like, ah, fuck it, take Kenyon Green. Like he probably shouldn't Who be the first round. Who did last year in the first round? That Zayvon Collins, the linebacker. Yes, so kind of there. It was like. Mm. But, the, I mean, back-to-back linebackers. They went Isaiah Johnson one year and then Zayvon Collins the next yes. year. So it's like, I don't know what they're going to do. I wouldn't put it past Dallas to just be like, fuck it. We're going to go our own way. Yeah. Oh, you thought N'Kobe Dean was falling? Psych. Took him right here. <laughs> yeah. 24. Six overall. linebackers in three years? That's us. Start yeah. calling us yeah. the Dallas Cowbackers. That sounded really bad. <laughs> right, right. Move on. Move on. Uh, how about we mention some of these sponsors since we're like an hour into this show? Uh, Roper Key. Go in there, mention them. Uh, sorry, mention us here at Mike'd Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Uh, it's such a good, easy hassle-free buying experience. Check them out at Roper Kia. Again, mention us. Get $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. I can't believe we're an hour into the show already. Next up, though, is Gunspot. Gunspot.com. Be sure to visit them for all your gun and ammo needs. Again, Gunspot.com. One of the best parts about the website, there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't have to worry about it. No reserved auctions every single week. If you're looking for a helicopter, a cool-looking military truck, any type of gun you've been dreaming about, bam, I guarantee you they probably have it. I know they've had a helicopter before. That's super fucking cool. Also, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. I guarantee they probably. Well, I was like, I can't guarantee that. Like, I, man, 100% just... of the time it works. Or 60% of the time it works 100% of the time. Yep. <laughs> I, guarantee I guarantee they probably, they probably have. Uh, you know, let me go ahead and just read. They might have a helicopter. They've had one before. Mm -hmm. They have had one uh, before. Also, how about let's just get into Club 609, home to a fantastic happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, featuring their two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is Downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, off 1st and Main Street. They've been here for a while, so they know what they're doing. 
they pride themselves on getting you in and out as quickly as possible. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website as well at downtownlube.com. That is downtownlube.com. Also, not a matter of if, a matter of when, you're going to need the oil change or your tire service. Make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri at Downtown Lube. Uh, Boy, two I was for the price it. of one. The, the two for one on the NIF. I was niffing it hard today, bub. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Niffity, you were. Let's, niff, niff, niff. let's play a little matchmaker Monday now that we've spent an hour talking about the NFL draft. Um, sorry, there's stuff that happened in baseball and basketball too, but it's draft week. This is going to happen. Yeah. Expect it all week. Go heat. <laughs> uh, matchmaker Monday with some of these quarterbacks. And let's just go like best fit. Maybe not where we think they will land, but just like the best fit for each one of these guys. Let's start with Baker Mayfield. And I love this because I feel like every time Baker Mayfield tries to tie himself to a team, the team will just come out and be like, no. False. And it happened again with the Panthers. (laughs) I woke up, or I guess it was this morning, I saw a notification of the Panthers are not going to trade for Baker Mayfield. I feel like I got that notification two weeks ago, too. But it's now it's Baker Mayfield, and I think his group is like, there are not many options for us. Let's kind of retract what we said about Carolina. We would go there. We do like Carolina. It's a cool place. And then Robbie Anderson is like, no, please don't do that. So now the Panthers have ruled him out too. I don't – best fits for Baker Mayfield. I just don't know where's a good landing spot for him. I picked the New York Giants. They have a fifth-round pick. They have a seventh-round pick. They have picked 36 and 67. Trade one of your sec- trade that second rounder because you have two thirds, and if you really want to get back in the second, trade both of those and move up. And then you miss out on a third, like and then you use your other picks and keep moving up if you want. Or you trade a pick that you have next year because I think they do have all of them. So like if you're the Giants and it's like okay, we have Daniel Jones, we still are unsure here. You know, Kadarius Tony doesn't want to be here anymore, so we're pretty much going to trade him too. Like, I just feel like when you're the Giants, you don't have a lot to be excited for. And if you can get in a former number one pick who has a chip on his shoulder and is pissed off at the world, and that's pretty much when he's at his best, and you're going to get him coming off some injuries so he's going to be healthy hopefully coming in and rehabbed and ready to go, that's a win for the Giants. And if you only have to give up one of your second-round pick or trade up to your thirds to go get him, then bingo, bango, there it is. I know it sounds crazy and me and be like, mm, it's whatever, hypothetical. That's the whole point of this, Matchmaker Monday. Yeah. But I do think Baker to the Giants could be good. I don't think they'll have to trade for him. That's my big thing. With I think he, eventually he's going to get cut, or maybe you work it out with a team to where it's like we're trading him and we'll pay half his contract, like a conditional seventh. Which I, I don't even know if you can – technically it's a trade, but like I, you're not giving up anything to bring him in. It's, I think it's a matter of if you're going to pay him. Could you give up Kadarius Tony in a third and get Baker? Oh, fuck no. I'm not doing that if I'm the Giants. Well, Kadarius Tony's already wants either out. Either one of them. I wouldn't trade Kadarius Tony for Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't trade a third for Baker Mayfield. Oh. Yeah. He, he has no wait, trade You're market. just waiting until he hits the market. Exactly. The Browns because, are the ones that are in a shitty situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, he's going to get paid by somebody. I think part of it's going to come from the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to stick with the NFC East. I think if you're the Washington Commanders, you might have to just look at the situation <laughs> and say, you know what? We paid too much for Carson Wentz. Shouldn't have done that. But let's also bring in Baker Mayfield just in case. Man, that would just be so dramatic. Baker's going to be over the top. Hard Knox is like, sorry, fuck it, Detroit, next year maybe. (laughs) We're going to Washington. (laughs) We put all the cameras. Amazon Prime, 
whoever, you flood that locker room with cameras and, you just and microphones. Piss them off. Do anything you can to be like, Baker, you were Carson said? You Carson, get them together and just said? be like, hey, who's starting this week? What do you think? And then Carson Wentz is like crying while Baker Mayfield's like, of course I'm fucking starting. This guy yeah. can't even compete with me. And then the coaching staff's like, well, we traded for Carson Wentz, so Carson is still going to start. And then so Baker bullshit. loses his shit. Yeah. <laughs> Carson Wentz stops Would crying and he's like, incredible. they love me? They really <laughs> love me? Uh, but I, I think if you're the commanders, it might hurt Carson Wentz's feeling. God, that sounds like it should be a joke, but it's not. It might hurt his feelings or his ego a little bit. But at the same time, you might want to bring in a guy like Baker just to, to push it. And he, he's probably the better option. I think I would rather have Baker Mayfield than Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, honestly. But at the same time, though, like, you kind of want Carson because he's so good at, like, I can't even say that. Jesus, Austin. I don't I don't know. That's What tough. were you going to say? I was going to say because he's, like, better at evading pressure in the pocket and making plays and keeping plays alive because I think Baker's just an immediate, like, one, two, get the fuck out of the pocket, get rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. Carson's saying is he just hangs on to it for forever. He mm-hmm. wants to make a big play every single play. He wants that yep. that deep shot. He wants to do what I do in Madden, which is like I'm going to throw the ball 50 yards downfield every fucking play. I'm going to end the game with about eight touchdowns, probably 12 interceptions as well. That's just part of it. That's what Carson Wentz wants to do. He and wants to live we, big country's video game quarterback life. And it just ain't working out for you. You can't do that in real life. With Baker Mayfield, too, it's a little bit different to watch him play last year because I do think he wanted to get the ball out of his hand early because he didn't want to take any hits. Because that shoulder was just so fucked up. So I think a healthy Baker Mayfield even can extend plays a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I would take Carson Wentz over, or sorry, Baker Mayfield over Carson Wentz all day. Uh, next fit, Jimmy G. Uh, there's a lot of speculation around him. And depending on who you listen to um, in that fan base, a lot of people say that he's going to be traded, but that shoulder is just a problem. And that's why he doesn't have a market. And a lot of people also say, the 49ers are going to keep him. They actually really like him. I think he's going to stay in San Francisco. Like, like as much as everybody wants Debo Samuel to stay in San Francisco, you're going to get stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo. Did you see that clip year. this weekend? Yeah, I did. <laughs> that is such a clip that would happen at a club, too. It's just like, hey, like, <laughs> I am drunk. I don't give a shit. Fuck this. I'm hanging out with my friends. Not coming back. And there's, just, there's something about 49ers fans to where that fan base thinks they know everything that's going on. Man. But they don't. They like, don't know. They, they even just, have people like Debo Samuel, what was it, on Friday when he requested that trade or whatever? Uh-huh. People are like, he's not leaving. Like, Why would you trade this wide receiver? Because he requested a trade so you can either not have Debo Samuel or have a first-round pick. The other thing, too, is like the like George Kittle posted something on his Instagram story with like him and Brandon Ayuk dabbing up. And people are like, oh, look at this. I guess that means Debo's gone. And then George Kittle's like, man, you guys will reach for anything. I was like, hey, like you actually have to give that one to the fans. We already know Debo said he doesn't want to be there. It's not like that's just inside information. Debo wants out. There's a viral clip for the weekend. George Kittle, we understand what you're doing. Like, yeah. so you, can't be, you can't be acting upset of like, oh, I don't know why you guys are overreacting to this Instagram post. Same fucking reason we overreact to everything, because it has a meaning. Right. Yeah, because you randomly posted a picture. Of you and Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know what that means. Brandon Ayuk stinks, dude. <laughs> he's not bad, but he's just like nothing special. He ain't Debo. Dude can't show up to camp ready to go, so he gets put in the doghouse for four weeks. George Gill's probably posting like, oh, here we go. This is awesome. 
I don't I don't follow your hatred. I don't. It's not really hatred. It's just more of like, don't act like it means not doesn't mean anything when it does. For George Kittle, yes, yeah. You seem to have some built up animosity about Brandon Ayuk. Did I? (laughs) I came off that way. It (laughs) did. It was very aggressive (laughs) about like, oh, Brandon Ayuk. That's what you did. Mainly because I tried to hype him up last year. I'm tired of hyping players up, and it comes back to bite me in the ass. If I hype you up, you don't do good. No, I'm done. I'm sick of it. All right. I thought you were a Brandon Ayuk guy. If Carson Wentz just sucks it up this year, I'm going to roast the ever-living hell out of him. I don't think you can. Watch me. I think you got to take that one on the chin. I did. I've wore the shit out of it. (laughs) You guys don't let me not wear it on the chin. That's the thing. That was Uh double negative because I'm wearing the shit out of those. (laughs) Brandon Ayuk wasn't bad last year. I don't – When he got to play. (laughs) The 49ers are just complicated because, like – their fan base in the front office will shit on a guy like Brandon Ayuk. He had 56 catches for 826 yards and five touchdowns. That's not a bad. It's not. But stat like, line. Why in the world was he put in the doghouse? And like that's the thing. So maybe like my anger's coming out on Brandon Ayuk. Maybe it should be Kyle Shanahan. That's what I'm thinking. It's too. just like Kyle, what are you doing? Hmm? Why are you so against your guys that are on your team? Or why does it come off that way? Why are you putting Brandon Ayuk in the clubhouse? Why are you making it confusing on what you know Trey Lance is going to be your quarterback or not? Just make up your freaking mind yeah. and be honest with us. I think it's a Kyle Shanahan thing. I think it's his ego of saying like I don't, I don't need this. This is why therapy is so good because we figured it out. I'm mad at Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> right? It's not even Brandon. I'm yeah. sorry, Ayuk. That's on me. But even with Kyle Shanahan, I think that he has that mindset or again ego of I don't need this number one receiver. I can make a receiver out of anyone. Like, just come give me that next guy. Like, if you're not going to come, I don't even remember what the stuff with Brian, I'm gonna <laughs> Brandon <come. laughs> Ayuk was. Like, why Why was he in the doghouse? Because he yeah. wasn't participating or he wasn't good? Because he came into camp excited. That, like, he's Kyle's favorite guy. And Kyle was like, you're not supposed to tell anybody that. Doghouse. Yeah, but like, you know, even like the running back stuff. Like, oh, we're not drafting a running back. I can make one. Or if we do, it's a Trey Sermon who's got an injury history. Yeah. Makes sense. And even, you know, the quarterback stuff, the disagreements there. That's actually – that's what I would like to see a, a running back go in the first round to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Give them a healthy running back. I said that two years ago uh, after they made it to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. when we had all those running backs, the DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Take a running back. Get you Could a you good running back. with DeAndre Swift? Holy exactly. cow. Get a good running back under roster control for five years, and you've got a guy for the 49ers that can rush for 1,500 yards every year. Now 100%. imagine if they drafted Jonathan Taylor. We bumped those 1,500 numbers up to around 1,800 every year. <laughs> you might and be they, breaking records, dog. And good luck stopping them. And then, like, oh, you have Jimmy G at quarterback? Who gives a shit? You don't <laughs> need a quarterback. And then you can take the picks that you use for Trey Lance, replace some stars on your defense. Put me in charge in San Francisco. I was going to say, John Lynch sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but again, back to Kyle Shanahan. How much of it is Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. I don't know. Who we really need to be pointing fingers at. Kyle Shanahan seems to be pointing his finger at everybody. you got to remember one thing. When you point a finger at somebody, you got three pointing right back at you. Yeah, is that how that goes? Yeah, uh, so for Jimmy G, I think he stays in San Francisco. I, I don't think that going. there's much of a market for him, and I think somebody in that front office really likes him. I think he's back in San Francisco. I think he even probably is the starter week one. I think the Panthers are freaking out about the fact that they don't have any draft picks and that they don't really have a quarterback, and Matt Rule's seat is getting hot. I think they trade a second-rounder for next year or a third-rounder for next year the night of the draft 
one of the nights of the draft during the process of the draft to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Because, like, you, let's say you get an offensive lineman at six. You're telling me you're going to sit there and wait three more rounds before you do something? You literally can't. You have a defense that looks like it's pretty much ready to go. You need to focus on your offensive line. Do that the rest of the draft. Trade a second or third rounder for next year to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Make sure he's healthy. Make sure he's doing fine. And then go get your Is it a throwing shoulder? I always forget that with him. I think it is. I think with Jimmy it is. And then with Baker it was his left one. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, with Malik Willis, I think the perfect fit for him is Pittsburgh. I want to see it happen, yes. actually. And I, I think they do go after a quarterback. I think we mentioned it at the top of the show. There are rumors that they like Kenny Pickett. I don't believe them. As yeah. kids would say, that's cap. It's not going <laughs> to happen. It's false. We made it up. Dead I think ass, those dog. are rumors. Uh, I, I think the Malik Willis is the favorite in Pittsburgh, and I, I think that's going to be the pick. And, again, I think this is also the Steelers being like, hey, we love Kenny Pickett. Like, draft him. Don't let him fall to 20. So someone else drafts him in front of him. Or they're like, they're trying to get somebody to trade up and draft Kenny Pickett so Malik Willis falls to them. Yep. So I, I think it's the Steelers all the way. And I hope that's the pick. That's another one that I'm rooting for. Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions, Malik Willis to the Steelers. I want to see those two happen. As we've done the show today, like I've talked myself into it being – like I'm on board with like Malik Willis going to Pittsburgh, but honestly, I just I wouldn't be surprised if they end up going somewhere else in the draft right there because last year, like we said, you know they went and got Najee Harris. Other than that, like your defense is good, you got some decent receivers. Also, how's your offensive line? Have you got that completely rebuilt? Yeah, it's not good. And you're sitting there in a spot where it's like actually we might be able to get a guy here, right? And, and especially so like, their positions of need. I, obviously, they could lose, they could use a left tackle. They've got some guys on the interior that aren't bad, like a James Daniels. I think they like him. Uh, Mason Cole came over in free agency. Kevin Dotson. I I still think offensive line could definitely be in play. It's a need for them. They're good at receiver. If they take a receiver, it will be in round two or round three. Yeah, because they was hit on those. Mm-hmm. But then, like, insane that, like, you're in a perfect spot to get a receiver if there is one sitting there that you like. If they haven't gone on that huge run, or if you have one of these offense or defense alignment that have kind of fallen in the draft while everyone else trades up to get the guy that they want. I feel like Pittsburgh's in a great spot where they could do something where it's like, yeah, actually we can take Malik Willis if we want him. But the whole reason I bring this up is because I think Pittsburgh is in a spot where it's like, actually, we're just not going to take a quarterback here. We'll just try it with Mitchell Trubisky. We'll get another premium spot, and if we stink, we'll be up here to get a quarterback next year, and we don't have to worry about Mitchell Trubisky or nothing. So that's why I have Malik Willis going to Detroit at the end of round one. I have all these quarterbacks now here for the actual draft that we're getting into. None of them are first-rounders. So Malik Willis, you said Lions? Yes, and I just said none of them are first-rounders. Malik Willis to the very end of the Lions at 32. You have no quarterbacks going in the first round until 32. Yep. Bold take, sir. I know it is, but it's like that's what I would do. Like I just don't think any of these quarterbacks are good enough to be taken ahead of that. And I know that's something we've talked about, but it's just like if you're either of these teams, like just wait to get the quarterback. Like, you're not really gonna. Are you really gonna build a franchise around either of these guys? Mm-hmm. And how about Kenny Pickett next? Um, I think Kenny Pickett's gonna end up a saint. That's might right. be in the first round, or might be in the second round. I just think that'd be a good fit for him because he can sit there and wait behind Jameis Winston. And maybe also Andy Dalton. But I also think that the Saints could take a quarterback. 
to just sit. And like I, I've said it before, like I don't know if they're interested because they signed James, because they signed Andy Dalton. But they might get to the draft and be like, oh, holy hell, Once we, we actually got one. Kenny Pickett at 16 or whatever fell to us, so we're going to go ahead and take him there. I wouldn't be shocked if that one happens. I Even guys like Matt Corral in the second round maybe. But for Kenny Pickett, I'm not buying the Steelers' love. I'm going to have him go to the Saints. Um, I think that's just a good fit for him. And, you know, talented receivers in there too. Kenny Pickett to the Saints. I actually had him going to the Saints as well, but thought, like, yeah, maybe you just grab him right there in a second and, like, pick 49. I don't think he's going to be available there. No. Like, realistically, I understand they're probably going to go in the first round, but just get these guys later if you can. I just don't understand the rush to go get them, especially hope, with this class. I hope Kenny Pickett gets selected number six overall to the Panthers. <laughs> I don't know at what point I became an anti-Panthers fan. But it happened. I want to see them screw this up. Do you know? I've like actually, Matt you know what? I've never liked Matt Rule. Ever. I've always questioned it. I always wondered, like, why this guy? What mm-hmm. is so special about this guy? Yeah, which sucks now because it sounds like I'm just like creating this opinion that I didn't really have at the time. When he was hired at the Panthers, I was like, why? Why this guy? Like, he, oh, because you made Baylor pretty good. But I never thought it was going to work in the NFL because I didn't think he was in the X's and O's guys. I thought he was a recruiter. Mm-hmm. And I think it's turning out that that was true. <laughs> but I didn't. I never liked him at the time. It could be the whole Baylor situation. I'm not really an anti-Baylor guy even. I mean, I kind of felt that way about Cliff Kingsbury as well because they were both through the same hiring cycle, right? No, I definitely felt that so way about So it was Kingsbury. just like, I just, don't, I just don't see it. How in the world do you get fired as a head coach in college and get a head coach in the NFL? That just still confuses me. And then with Matt Rule, it's like it was Baylor. You guys didn't want to wait till he went mm-hmm. to a bigger program, like right Baylor. Yeah, like you couldn't even get like Matt Campbell out of Iowa State. Yeah. I got his name right this time. Or you know some of those other guys, Pat Fitzgerald out of Northwestern. Like if you're going to go the college route, I think there were a lot of better options. Now again, you can't hire somebody if they don't want to come to you, like a Matt Campbell. Yeah, but I I never liked. That pick. Um, Desmond Ritter, though, last one for our matchmaker Monday on these quarterbacks. I'm going with the Lions. This is another pick. If the Lions walk away from this draft with Aiden Hutchinson and Desmond Ritter, I think that's a home run. Uh, Desmond Ritter, I think he's pretty similar to Jared Goff. Much more athletic, though. But sit behind Goff for a year. Draft him at 32. I do think I agree with you. Lions should take a quarterback at 32. Have him for a five-year, of course, with the first-round picks, you get that fifth-year option. So if you draft a quarterback at 32, you can get him for five years pretty cheap. Let him sit for a year, and if he's ready to take over for Jared Goff, let him take over. If not, you know, maybe Jared Goff comes out and is actually good. Maybe it'll happen. Then, okay, sit him for two years, whatever. But I'm going Desmond Ritter to the Lions. That's another pick that I'm rooting for to happen. I actually went with Desmond Ritter to the Washington Commanders in the second round. I think Washington needs maturity, especially at the quarterback position, and you can get that with Ritter. Yeah, he's older. It's fine. How do you think your boy Carson Wentz handles a quarterback taking the At this point, round? I don't care. If you can't handle a guy being drafted in the second round, if you get to your third team in three years, you just need to shut up and play football. Quit being yeah, a freaking he's, baby. He's, taking the, he's building the high road, though. Well, good. You better build one even higher because now you've got a guy in the second round. I'm not anti-Carson Wentz either. I just don't think he's good at football. He's probably a nice guy. That's Although there were a I, lot of rumors that the Eagles didn't like him, that the locker room didn't like him. I think it's kind of the same thing in 
Indianapolis when you look back. Yeah. Guy just kind of coasted his way through. Didn't really care. Mm-hmm. It, just, it sucks okay. because, like, the only thing he might be guilty of is just be not as good at football as people thought he was. Yeah. Like, I don't know that this is even, like, his fault that he's been unsuccessful. Maybe the Eagles just shouldn't have drafted him so high, put these expectations on him. He's probably like the nicest guy in the world, and everybody shits on him. I think he is nice. Seems like a great guy. Got his shit together off the field. Does on he the know? field, mentally, basket case. Yeah, it's not good on the field. I w- if, uh, if I were the commanders, I would take a quarterback in the second round. I think the mock draft that I did, I think I'm taking Sam Howell in the second round. But, I mean... In the second round, I start to be in favor of some of these quarterbacks. I still don't like Kenny Pickett. But if Ritter, Howell, Corral, any of those guys early in the second round, go ahead and take a chance. Or, you know, the Colts even, they have Matt Ryan. He's old as shit, so maybe you still take a quarterback in the second round. That's where I start to like these guys. Yeah, I'm just listening to you. I'm <laughs> You're like at the, laughing. I'm like, laughing what? at the chat. I thought Bryce, you had a joke. <laughs> Bryce is like, BC sounds like a person after a breakup talking about Wentz. You're dang right, man. It was. It was Freaking a nasty one, too. Hurt. I, you, uh... I was a conductor of the hype train for Carson Wentz. I just copped into a microphone and screamed choo-choo as loud as I could about three times. Uh, and you hung just on for a long time. the shit out of it. You were in denial that your relationship wasn't good. Yeah. Like, all your friends were trying to tell you, like, no, it's time to be done. Like, yeah. he's not good for you. Well, there's just, you know, there's other situations that come into play where it's like, maybe it's not their fault, the reason why they're acting like this to me, or, you know, being like this, and it's just, you want to ignore those. But after a while, it's like, I ignored so many red flags that everyone else saw, and I just... Mm-hmm. Just had your blinders up. That's just point of being on the outside looking in, because when you're inside the box, you're, you're trapped. Can't and you fell into the trap of letting some of your other friends be like, no, he is good. Like, give him another chance. I don't know if any of my friends did. Yeah, there was one friend. Yep. Yeah. That's not a very trustworthy friend anymore, though. Because I can remember the other friend being like, oh, those, don't let those Miller boys get in your ear about Carson Wentz. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Yeah. Let the Miller boys all up in get your ear. Get out of there. Get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it for us today. A lot of draft coverage on this episode, and you can expect – more of that tomorrow again. Uh, tomorrow is Tell the Truth Tuesday. Don't be afraid to drop in those DMs. Let us know what you're thinking, what your Tell the Truth is for your Tuesday. But we thank you for joining us here on this Monday. Big Country and I back in the calling app tomorrow at 10 a.m. And we hope to talk to you and chat it up with you guys tomorrow.